All right, everybody, welcome back to Tech Gumbo. I am Haggai Davis III, co-hosting with Haggai Davis II, and we'd like to welcome you to our show. Tech Gumbo is a conversation about the past, present, and future of all things technology that we keep topical, interesting, and digestible. We want to thank our sponsor, Cardinal Capital, because they connect businesses to capital. Does not matter what business you're in, Cardinal Capital has the resources all across the United States that are willing to help fund organizations of all sizes, life cycles, categories, and locations. Cardinal Capital works with you to craft the best commercial finance package for you to achieve your business goals. Whether you're looking to refinance current debt because of the new government programs and the favorable interest rates, or you're trying to finance new equipment, acquire another business, Cardinal Capital has the resources to make it happen. When banks cannot do a loan, they seek out Cardinal Capital to help. The Cardinal Capital guys are easy to work with and fun to be around. Contact them today at 225-308-3700 or send them an email info at cardinalcap.net and they'll be happy to help you with your commercial finance needs. So each week we take a listener question about a topic that was sent to us via text at 225-255-0431. And this week's question is, my company is going to start using MFA. What do I need to know? So first, what is MFA? MFA is multi-factor authentication. And what multi-factor authentication does is instead of relying just on a password, now there has to be some interaction, whether you're using text message sent to your phone that you have to put in a code, or an authenticator app or some way other than just a password, you have to authenticate that you are who you say you are. Right, this was two-factor authentication for a while, but people said, why stop it too? Let's keep going. And so it can also be biometrics. It can be your, you know, your fingerprint on your phone. It can be computer looking at your face and doing a facial recognition scan. There's a number of different ways to verify that you are who you say you are other than just the traditional string of characters. Because Microsoft has said for quite some time, by the year 2025, they want to have done away with passwords because passwords are a bad thing. Yeah, they are a pain for everyone to use. They're easy to forget, easy for hackers to guess, and having things that are more verifiable, more secure, and just easier on the user are better. And once they once they guess your password or hack or, or break in and get your password, then they can just run amok as often as they want, as opposed to using something like multi-factor authentication, where each time you log in, if you use an authenticator app, or if the, if the device has to send you a text message with a code, that code is going to change each time. And so you have to continuously be good at guessing that code. Right. And so things, apps like Duo Mobile, LastPass Authenticator, Microsoft Authenticator, if your company offers those, look for them. Because, you know, whenever you sign in on your computer, you'll just get a notification on your phone, you'll have to tap the button. The reason why this is more secure is that you now have to have both your computer and your phone next to each other, and that's much harder for a hacker to have access to. The authenticator apps can also generate a six-digit code that changes every 30 seconds. And so 
when you're logging into, let's say, a Microsoft app and it you tap on your authenticator for that specific application, if you, you've got 30 seconds to type in that six digit code, if you don't do it in that 30 seconds, then you got to wait until the next six digits are generated and you got to put that one in. And this is a highly secure way of authenticating users into applications. Yeah, it's much better than passwords. And the idea that we've had for a while is that in order for a password to be good, it needs to be complex. And while it is harder for a computer to guess a longer password that pulls from more character sets, it's harder on the person. If you force people to sit there and change their passwords every 30 days or 90 days or six months or however, people are going to run out of passwords eventually. That if I started, you know, somewhere in 2015 and I had to have a new password every 90 days and it's now 2021, that's a lot of different passwords I've needed in only six years. And then also it forces users to start writing their passwords down, whether they write them down and tape them underneath their keyboard or tape them into a, the, the, a drawer on, at the desk or create spreadsheets with their passwords on the spreadsheets. It's just not a good idea to force people to remember all the different passwords that you, it's bad enough when, if you've got 25, 30 websites where you have a password and then you have to go and change those passwords every 90 days across 20, 30, 50 websites, it's impossible at that point, unless you're gonna use something like a LastPass or, or a password manager that's gonna create the 25 characters and, and they'll randomly change it. It doesn't matter. You can, that's, that's different. But again, going to biometrics, going to multi-factor authentication is a good thing. And it's where everyone is heading. Because a lot of people after spending, we're closing on two years now in this work from home or, or hybrid environment, you know, you have a lot of people who are just burned out uh, on being so much more online and it's causing a lot of security problems. It really is because when you've spent your whole career going to the office and then 18, 20 months ago, all of a sudden you're not going to the office anymore. You're working from home and now you're, you're, you don't feel like you have to really do all the same security measures because you're at the house. I'm not at the office. That's not, you know, it's different. I'm not, it's the wrong mindset. You're still on the office network, but you're at home, you're working in gym shorts and a t-shirt all day and your security, you don't feel as like you have to be as secure because you're in a more relaxed, comfortable environment. Well, you could just be burned out in that more intense mode at the beginning, but now it's kind of get in this place wherever the pandemic is not over, but it's kind of in this long lull where it's still ongoing, but it's not the like major, major threat that it was, but it's still kind of a threat and it just kind of wears on people. And just in general, people don't continue to perform at their highest level in situations like this. And it's no example that people's cybersecurity and digital security uh, habits are also going to decline. 
don't get don't get too burned out. I mean, if you if you're one of these people who used to work eight hours a day, but because you're at home and now you're working 10, 12, 14 hours a day because you just don't know when to turn it off. And that's what causes burnout. Push away from the computer, close the laptop, go for a walk, read a book, do something different. But you got to take care of yourself here. Absolutely. A cool story that we wanted to keep track of was the U.S. Cyber Command has confirmed direct actions against some ransomware gangs. We talk a lot about this ongoing war between the good guys and the cyber criminals, and the U.S. has struck a major blow here. That's right. The good guys have said, "Okay, enough of that. We're going to we're going to be proactive now. And the U.S. Cyber Command at a recent national security event said, that's it. We are now taking direction, direct action against the ransomware gangs as a larger effort to to stop these attacks on American companies and infrastructure. Yeah, their mission now uh, has them able to better understand their adversary and giving them better insights than they've ever had before. He said he couldn't go into too many specific details because it is ongoing, but they are, are taking strong steps and they are doing the things that are necessary to keep America secure online. For those of you old enough to remember the John Wayne movies, he just got the guys up out of the foxhole and they're charging with bayonets out first. I mean, I love this idea. I mean, that's it. We're tired of taking it. We're tired of just getting punched and beat up. The the fact that you know, like going after the the folks who did the colonial pipeline and working they and oh by the way they are working with the NSA with the FBI and a whole lot of other different initiatives or entities. But I mean, one of the groups that they're targeting, you know, they're going to be targeting is the R Evil group. And to go after people like the R Evil group or, or other large uh, hacking groups like that. You're going to need the whole government effort and and more than just the government effort. You're going to need the coordination with the private sector as well. And, and we're really starting and, and allies around the world. Yeah, we're starting to see the benefits of that. We talked about that, you know, the idea was introduced that they were starting these things. And now here we go. These are some of the benefits coming out that whenever you start to really mobilize all these different resources and bring all these different people together, you're going to start seeing results. When, when you have the head of Cyber Command use a phrase like the importance of speed, agility, and the unity of effort. And, and you know, those are kind of the same things that happen in war when you've got guns and bullets flying around. And, and, and look, the cyber war is a real thing where it's ones and zeros flying around instead of bullets and bombs. But. You have the, the military saying, that's it. We're going back at it. Yeah, I think it, it definitely is going to draw a lot from, you know, war strategy, how you approach, how you structure, how you do all those sorts of things, how you learn, how you respond, when to go on the offensive, all those sorts of things. I, I'm sure that there's a reason that they are working with the military as well. And so you start bringing in some of the guys that you catch, some of the bad guys, and you convert them from dark hats to white hats, and you start learning 
the way they think and the way they operate. And so you learn the tactics of your enemy as a military. It's a whole lot easier to defeat an enemy when you know what you're up against. Yeah, and when you have their playbook, then all of a sudden what they're doing becomes a lot more predictable and you can be there ahead of time. You can be ready to catch them doing it or you can shore up that weakness. If they found some exploit that you didn't know about, well, you can patch that and then all of a sudden it's no longer vulnerable. Because for the past 30 plus years, we've been sitting around going, oh, Dawn, that happened. Let's see what they did. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's go try and fix that. We'll plug that hole now that we know about it. Now that we've had all these problems and it's been reactive and it's been slow reactions a lot of times. And to jump up and be proactive now to say, that's it, boys and girls. We're not taking it anymore. We're giving it. Yeah, I think this is fantastic. And it's, I hope that it continues and I hope that we continue to make progress and I hope that we're able to tamp down this threat of ransomware because it's only been growing since we started covering it. It really has. And when when you start seeing nations start talking about outlawing the ability to pay these ransoms and you start having actual people brought to justice for doing these things. That'll make a difference. Yeah, it really is going to be cool. The other major story we wanted to talk about was kind of a big one. The popular family safety app Life360 is selling your location data on tens of millions of users. That's right. This app is selling your raw location data for multi-billion dollars. I mean, they're making a killing letting people know exactly down to the 10 square feet of where you are, which which stores you're going to, which businesses, which homes, everywhere you go, they know and they're selling that data for a fortune. This is disappointing. You know, you would expect maybe some free products to be selling your data, but Life360 is a paid subscription service. You know, you are putting up good money. There's there's a, a paid version. Then. There is a paid version, yes. There's a, there's, so there's a paid version, but <clears throat> that does not mean that they're not selling your data. They're selling everybody's data here, and they have a lot of data about you. It's your location. It's also other things. And so this really adds up. You know, I would be fine if they were looking at where I am and and pop up some ads. Hey, look, you're coming up to to this corner and there's a Walgreens on that corner or there's a McDonald's. You, you know, if you need gasoline, there's a Chevron station coming up. OK, that's a little more interesting. Or if I need to know where my my kids or my grandmother or something like that is. Oh, look, grandmother's at the Walmart and wow, you know what, I maybe I can, I'll send her a text because I need something like this. That's interesting to me. But them selling my data or my kids' data as to where my, what, what school my kids is sitting in at the, at the all day, that bothers me. Yeah, because they're supposed to be a family safety brand. 
that's that's what they're all about and selling that information to other companies really undermines a lot of my trust in their brand because who are you selling it to i'm guessing that you're not only selling it to the highest quality of consumer and my guess is you're just selling it to anybody who's writing you a fact check for it and so yeah that makes me really uncomfortable now you can disable the sale of your location data it's pretty easy to do you go to the gear icon for settings you tap on privacy and security you tap on do not sell my personal information and then you toggle the button next to personal information sales to the off position and that 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 pretty much does it that takes you out of them selling your data right so it's not that hard to do if you know that it's happening and you know how to turn it off but this is probably very intentionally buried deeply inside the app and most people are not going to stumble across this just randomly poking around and so if you didn't already know this was happening you got opted in automatically and you have to go opt out that is that's what happens here in America whenever we don't have something like a GDPR to protect us. Because if we were in Europe, Life360 would have to tell you every time you logged in, hey, we are selling your data. Hey, we're using your location to send it off somewhere. Whereas that doesn't have to happen here. If you're using Life360 app, or if you know somebody using the Life360 app, please tell them to go disable the sale of their location data because this is that's a bad thing it really is there's already enough other apps out there selling location data but because of specifically who life 360 is you really want to feel like you can trust them that they they are a security company that's that's what they're selling they're selling that like feeling of safety and this feels like a violation of that and and it's not just that they're selling but who they're selling it to some some bad companies real fast who are selling your data and this may not be an exact mode but there was a company that it was drunk mode was an app and it, it stopped people from doing drunk dialing back in 2013 kind of time thing but it was also selling your data and there's also another one that was selling muslim prayer apps and that was that one was tracking who the people, who Muslims are and where they were. And so you don't want to get pigeonholed into one of these types of companies that is looking for somebody specific who goes to, if, if somebody doesn't like the, somebody who's, who's Catholic and, and Life360 shows you go to a Catholic church or to a, a, a Jewish synagogue or any of these types of things, and they're going to track you down that's not a good thing to know. These are the the partners who created the Muslim prayer app and the, the drunk mode app are Life360 partners. And so that's why we're concerned about this is that these people have already shown that they are going to use this data far outside of how it was intended and in some really gross ways. And so the fact that this exists just raises a lot of red flags yeah so we'll we'll keep an eye out and we'll get back to you if we need to as this story does goes any further 
And we do want to thank General Informatics for sponsoring our show. General Informatics is an information technology firm with a mission. And that mission is to make our clients even more successful through the best use of technology. Based in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, General Informatics is a premier IT managed services provider delivering exceptional managed IT solutions to a diverse base of customers across the Southeast United States. From the beginning, we have maintained our commitment to meeting the growing needs of our clients through continuous innovation. With over 20 years of experience and a team of 120 plus employees, including technicians, engineers, programmers, and designers, GI has evolved to become the leading IT partner of businesses, schools, and government agencies. Our managed services teams can run your digital infrastructure or support your team on an on-demand basis, letting you focus on your business's strengths. This has become a proven formula, so proven that 98% of our clients continue to do business with us year after year. Whether you need IT services, new technology, or just have a question, visit us on the web at geninf.com. And if you enjoyed our show today, we're here on Talk 107.3 FM every Saturday at 4 p.m. and the show reruns Sundays at 4. If you missed any part of the show or would like to hear this or any previous episode, check out our podcast, which is available on most every platform, including Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Podcast Attic, Overcast, Player FM, and Podchaser. Be sure to subscribe when you're there, so that way you'll be notified every time a new episode is posted. If you like our show or have a suggestion and want to send us a question, and if we use your question as the question of the week, we will send you a big tech gumbo mug. So text us at 225-255-0431. And thank you for listening to Tech Gumbo.